Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl Lise Winnie and I am a fucking millennial. So let's get this party off and right. But you know, I gotta give a big shout out. Okay, here's my shout out. I gotta give a big shout out to brunching because brunching aired yesterday i'm actually recording this late you know i be late sometimes i be early sometimes but i'm late so fuck it and i want to give a big shout out to brunching okay ashley and i it was a lady show it was all about the ladies girls rule the world girls rock it black girl magic whatever you want to call it because it was just ashley and i it was us. We was doing it. It was uses. We laughed. We cackled. We kikied. It was a good ass show. We talked about it all. So make sure you go back and you watch that episode or you listen on most major podcasts and platforms. I'm going to upload that shit today. I promise. I promise I'm going to upload this shit today. So make sure you go back and listen to all of those episodes because we are on hiatus. We are on break. That was the last new episode that you was going to get for this last season. So make sure you go back and you get familiar. You get acquaintant, quaint, acquaintance. You you form acquaintance with Brunching Podcast. And we're going to have some brand new stuff when we come back. It is going to be completely revamped. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but it's going to be different. Okay? It's going to be up to date. It's going to be positive. It's going to be different. And it's going to be dope. So make sure you do that. We just always trying to get better. My phone. See, Google. No, I'm not talking to you, Google. Did I say okay? Did I say anything to you? Is it me or it seems like sometimes Google and like Siri and them, they be listening to you. It it feels like that because I swear, I swear, I swear. So I was just up this morning and I have a Google home in my room. We use it as like um, an alarm clock, you know, the one with the screen. And I was just, I ain't say shit. I was listening to a video where it said, girl thank you and google went oh i try my best i'm like bitch i wasn't even talking to you i wasn't talking to you google girl bye like you all in my videos ain't nobody even said nothing ain't nobody even called your name did i call your name no i did not google okay i don't i don't like that i don't like that and I, I, I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm gonna have to start turning my Googles off because it, it, it be getting on my nerves. I don't be liking that. It's scary. It's a little scary. But with that being said, you know what else is a little scary? These top 10 trending topics of the week. So we got to get to them. So let's get to these top 10 trending topic of, wait a minute, before, before I do that, I want, I want y'all to know this weather out here is trying to tell us something. We had storms all up and down the East Coast. Right, we got a fire NATO. That sounds like some shit somebody made in a goddamn movie. That sounds like a movie. A fire NATO in California. Okay, we got temperatures, temp temperatures that have reached up to 116 degrees in fucking Palm Springs and shit. I'm like, listen, in Iowa, they had a whole storm that then tore all the shit up. Like, it's just, and it's like they living in refugee camps in certain parts of there. And so my heart goes out to the Iowans over there because that that's rough. That's that's rough, you know. So it, this weather is trying to tell us something. I, I don't know who we pissed off in the sky. 
I don't know what sun gods we pissed off. I don't know what mother natures we stepped on and we was being petty to. But we need to get our shits together because this is not okay. Mm-hmm. This is not okay, but we pissed somebody off because this weather is out of control. But let me get to these top 10. Yeah, stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe. Wherever you at, stay safe. All right? So let's get to these top 10 trending topics of the week. Alright, so let's get these top 10 trending topics of the week. And Cardi B is coming to OnlyFans. And not in the OnlyFans way you think you about to get Cardi. She said, uh-uh. She said, nope, you're not getting this booty pop, booty twerk wop over here. That's not what this is for. She wants to use OnlyFans as a means of an only type of therapeutic session. So she's using OnlyFans for a therapeutic session. Not all OnlyFans requires booty cheeks, okay? Sometimes it can require you to sit down and talk to the camera using your facial cheeks. So here's what she's saying. I want to be more open about my insecurities. She also goes on to say what makes me happy and makes me sad. I want to be extremely transparent and I'm not even talking about my body, you know, just my life. I feel like not everybody deserves to see it. Cardi B said on her Instagram while talking about her life on another platform or about her Instagram on OnlyFans for her Instagram. It, it, to me... Shout out to Cardi, you know, good song you came out with and everything, very catchy, okay, very catchy, but what I will say is, you give us a lot of free content on Instagram, like, I'm not really seeing why I would probably go on OnlyFans, um, I just, I wouldn't see the purpose of going on there when we get a lot of the venting on Instagram, I wonder if this means that she will no longer be doing her rants, you know her weekly rants on instagram and now they will now only be on OnlyFans. so that's interesting and some good news for all of y'all that are very interested in these editorial cardi posts <laughs> cardi is giving y'all this one time cardi b budget cuts okay she said she didn't know that her OnlyFans was 10 10 whole dollars okay it was ten dollars not one dollar not two dollar not three dollar not five it was $10. So she said, for this low price of $4.99, we are going to slash them prices in half. And now you can get her OnlyFans for $4.99. So make sure you go and you find and do the OnlyFans. I, I, like I said, I, shout out to her. You know, get your money where you can get your money. Do you when you can do you. If that's what you want, just know that if you're going on there for booty cheeks, that's not what she's doing. You need to go on somebody else's OnlyFans. Maybe Safari. I hear he has good content. Go over there with him. And Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and DOC reunite on Instagram. This is not the first time we've seen Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg reunite. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg actually reunited back when Snoop D-O-double-G actually recorded Dr. Dre and Kanye West working on an album. So uh, reports are saying that Kanye West and Dr. Dre are actually working on Jesus is King 2. Jesus is King 2. Um, I, now, listen, I, I didn't hear Jesus is King 1. Like, I just, I didn't listen to it. It's not, it wasn't in my wheelhouse. 
I'm not saying that it wasn't a good album because I didn't listen to it, so I can't speak to that. It just wasn't in my wheelhouse, but it seems very strange to see Kanye West and Dr. Dre working on a gospel album with Snoop in the background. Like, what have we back? I could have never imagined in the 90s we would be seeing, you know, the guy who made doggy style, you know, and the guy that helped make a lot of the music that's pretty much started a gangster rap revolution is now making gospel. What a full circle we have come. That's this is amazing. It's just it's really, really amazing. You know, the same people that made Jose number bitches and tricks, like now they're making Holy Ghost music. This is interesting. I've okay, alright. And speaking of Kanye West, Lord be the shield that may um because Kanye West is creating a children's branch. Now before I even go on, Kanye. Listen, we're going to have to work on the marketing of this, the branding of it all, because Children's Ranch sounds like a place where you send the kids off to be assaulted, okay? It sounds like somewhere you'd send a child off to never come back. It sounds like when you go to send a child to get deep, like, reprogrammed. Um, It, it doesn't sound good. It sounds very cult-like. Um, Sounds very cult-like, so we we're going to have to work on that. And Kanye West, he shows off these designs that look very futuristic, um, like a Mad Max kind of apocalyptic vibe with these dome-like structures. And he says that it, it's made for mothers and families to support mothers and families. And it will offer them a place to safely experience pregnancy and birth. I don't know. He also says this is supposed to help kids with STEM and all of these other types of things. It just looks very cult-like okay i i just it, it that the, the visuals the visuals that he showed on the instagram I'm like what is these sketches it look like a slide you, you sliding down in the water and i'm like this just don't seem good like i know water birth but i've never seen a mother slide down in the water to get to there to have the kids like it's not a slip and slide you need to be stable when the baby coming out and it's just i you know you, you know what this is just not for me like maybe this is for you maybe y'all want to live in a dome i just i don't want to live in a dome i watch bio dome I'm, I'm, I'm okay all right you know paulie sure showed me i'm good i'm good y'all go over there and be in them domes um i'm good and he's using this a part of his campaign you know i i don't know if he wants all of us to live in the domes i don't know if this is for part of us to live in a dome like i just i'm i'm good kanye i'm 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 good i'm good and Kanye West does go on and to do something sort of positive. He actually congratulated Kamala Harris on becoming the first African-American female vice president nominee on a major ticket. He goes on Instagram and he says, I know my mom and Kamala Harris would have been friends. That's very presumptive i don't know why he would say that but anyway he goes on to say congratulations on the democratic vice president nominee all love and respect from the future president in which he is referring to himself it's an honor to run against you that's scary i could not only imagine kanye west as the president of the united states i i very scary but on a lighter note kamala harris does become the first female african-american or asian-american to run on a major ticket and i know a lot of people are saying like i don't know where, where do we place her does it matter 
all of the vice presidents of past have all been like Cat Williams said, white, 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 white. Like it doesn't really matter. She's the first of something, and I like it. Okay, so this is the first time we're gonna get a lot of firsts because now white men are not taking all the positions of power. So congratulations to Kamala Harris. We're not gonna take this away from little black girls or little Asian girls from having this moment. This is a moment. Let us keep this goddamn moment, okay? Let us keep the moment before y'all keep coming in here trying to bash it away from us. We gonna keep this goddamn moment. Get, get, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? We This our moment. This is our moment. And per CNN, Democrats are launching an emergency effort to stop what Donald Trump is doing to the United States Enjoy it. So basically, Have a nice dinner and like relax. He has trying to squeeze out one of the country's most beloved institutions to suppress the vote in November's election. Speaker Pelosi said that she is calling the House to return to Washington probably next week for an unheard session during the presidential convention season. She said that they are going to demand that the new Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, testify on August 24th against charges that his controversial new policies and changes are intended to deliberately slow voting by mail which is the craziest thing i've ever heard because how do you have a buddy so you put your friend you put your friend who is a, a head of the mail okay you put him in there right and then you, he controlled the mail so i don't understand why you would stop the mail because if you're gonna be shady you're gonna be shiesty i'm pretty sure there was other ways to handle that he he handled that okay that's his area he handled that he handled all of that I'm sure there was another way except for stopping the mail. You're not gonna stop my check from coming in the mail. Oh no! Like uh, you, you is you out your mind? You gonna stop my check? Cause it ain't gonna stop my bills. If y'all gonna stop the bills, I'm okay. If y'all stop the bills from coming, and if we don't get them in the mail, we don't have to pay them. I'm alright with that. But if you're gonna stop my check, I can't handle that. I can't handle my payments not getting here or my packages that come from USPS. Sometimes we don't use Amazon. Everybody don't got Prime. Okay, some of us got to use the United States Postal System. It's cheaper. Okay, we some some of us gotta get our packages from Fashion Nova from the goddamn USPS. You not gonna stop me from getting my Fashion Nova dress? No, you ain't. Did let me get my plastic Fashion Nova dress? So you ain't gonna do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DeJoy. You got to sit down and talk to somebody. Get figure that out. And Donald Trump's brother Robert passes away on Saturday. The cause of death has not yet been released. However, they said that he had been sick for months. And President Trump did go to New York to see his brother before his passing, before he went on to New Jersey. There has been an outpouring of condolences, even from Vice President Joe Biden, who wished the family well and offered his condolences and he made sure to refer to him it was very respectful so my hat tips to joe biden and my condolences to the trumps and new zealand they was doing so good new zealand delays the election and if you like where the fuck is new zealand okay so let's do i know some of y'all you ain't ever you see no globe y'all got no globe in the house all right because some of us used to have globes in the house you know we had the whole Britannica whole encyclopedia section that was in books. Listen, this sidebars was sidebar. They was whole books. Like they was they look like big books of like war and peace. And we had every like 
one that could be. It was in alphabetical order. We had that whole thing. And back then, us, us millennials, some of us had globes in our house, right? So you could spin that some bitch. You just spin it, and you could see the whole round world. We could see the whole round world. And so because we could see the whole round world, we found out where New Zealand is, where a lot of y'all just think the world is flat because you've seen all of the whole world on the computer. So I'm gonna explain to you. So New Zealand is down there near Australia, okay? So right now, New Zealand, they they was doing good. They delayed their election by a month because they had a brand new coronavirus outbreak. But before then, they toted a 102-day stint without a single case until they discovered a cluster of 78 cases in the city of Auckland. And so they put Auckland on a lockdown. Now they do have a female president or female prime minister. This is what happened. She locked that shit down early. She went clink clank. You know, I'm seeing these cases. I like that. We gotta make sure we get this. I don't like that. And she's like, mm-mm, clank, clank. She shut it down, and then it got a little better. And then she opened the city up a little bit, and then it was like, mm-mm, clank, clank. We can't have it. So this is what you get when you get a female president. She be listening. She be listening. Y'all didn't want to listen in 2016. Now you're probably like, we should have. Mm, just saying. Kim Kardashian is working with Jessica Jackson, Edie Haney, and Monica, who is trying to get out Corey Miller. If you don't know who that is, that is C. Murder, the brother of Mr. Master P or Percy Miller who is trying to get him out of prison. He actually was Monica's ex. So they are working on getting the conviction of C. Murder thrown out because he was charged with killing a 16-year-old man, which he is serving a life sentence for back in 02. But they're saying that a lot of the witnesses recanted their statements and a lot of the jurors came out and said they were pressured into saying guilty. It was a 10-2 split. So... I don't know what will happen, but let's see. We'll just have to wait and see. Kim K using her white privilege for good. I can't, you know, can't knock her for that. And per Women's Health Magazine, they're saying if you want to get fit, if you want to get fit like Miss Ariana Grande, you need to stick to her regimen. Ariana Grande says she sticks to a vegan diet. She's been a long-term vegan, and she walks for not 1,000, not 2,000, but 12,000 steps a day. Now that seems doable. I could, I could walk. You know what I mean? Like running is not always my thing because I, I got a lot of weight. But I could walk. That seems a little doable. But I do think that Miss Grande is holding out on us. Okay? Because I think the real reason why she stays so fit is the ponytail. I feel like the weight of the ponytail is giving her an extra workout action that we all don't have. And I feel like that weight of the pony is what's causing the strength of her body to constantly metabolize any calories that she's putting in. I think she's holding out on us. I think we all need to go get a ponytail. That's all I'm saying. We all need to just go get the Ariana Grande ponytail. It will change your life. And speaking of changing lives, a man saves his wife in Australia from a shark attack by... Listen to this, and he is the Mike Tyson of sharks because he repeatedly punched the shark in the face. He Floyd Mayweathered the shit out of that shark while the shark was attacking his wife when they went out surfing on an Australian beach over the weekend. So they said that she's awake and she's in good spirits, but she has a long road ahead of her. So my heart goes out to her. I hope she gets well, but that's a damn good husband. She found herself a gym 
hold on to him any man that's gonna punch a great white shark in the face is a man that you want to grow old with okay that's a man that you want to give that wop to okay that's the man that you need in your life you don't have a man in your life that's gonna punch the shit out of a great white shark he gotta go okay he gotta go he has set the standard for husbands everywhere make sure when you go on a date you ask a man if we was in the water, if we was in the ocean, would you punch a great white shark in the face for me if he starts attacking me? And if he say no, run sis, run. This has been your top 10 trending topics of the week. Let's get into these topics of the day. Alright, so let's talk about business a little bit. We're going to talk about business a little bit. Because I actually was going to have two different questions. And I'm actually going to merge it together so that it, it makes sense. So the two questions I was going to or topics I was going to talk about today was black businesses really expanding their enterprise because we keep hearing, especially recently with all of the unrest, we keep hearing better ways to fix the black community or the African-American community because we are descendants of, of slavery and that per, that system still is very pervasive in the fact that there's a big wealth gap, okay? And the way that we think about black businesses is a little skewed even in the black community and i think that we also need to think about more so how to further the way that we conduct black business so that was one and then we were going to also talk about the way business is run capitalism because on brunching i jacked it and you know i jacked the story but they're going to be okay because they're making millions of dollars probably hundreds of millions of dollars so they're gonna be just fine um don't worry <laughs> they're gonna be just fine they have a way bigger reach than me i'm not doing anything to hurt anybody okay so here's the thing i was listening to the joe budden podcast and they were talking about capitalism and well not capitalism they were talking about whether or not bill billionaires should exist because they were reading an article about billionaires and I also happened to a couple of weeks ago, I was watching, um, I think it was Yahoo Money or maybe it was Bloomberg. I think no, it was Bloomberg. And they were, they had Kevin O'Leary on. If you don't know Kevin O'Leary, he's, he's a tech entrepreneur, but he also was on Shark Tank. And they were on there talking to him about this pandemic and the way that it's really infect, like impacted business. And he said something that really resonated with me. And he said, well, a lot of the businesses that close were businesses that couldn't revolutionize to be updated in this modern society. I'm paraphrasing him. He didn't say these words exactly. In this modern society. And, you know, he mentioned the wine industry, which a lot of people thought the wine industry was going to be fucked up. But it, it wasn't. And it was because really millennial, well, sidebar to a sidebar. Millennials, we are the winos of this generation. Like, we don't really fucks with your vodkas and your tequilas and your bourbons. It's your granddaddy. That's your granddaddy over there drinking that goddamn whiskey and shit. Like, that's that's him. He drinking Jack Daniels. But a lot of us millennials, we, we hip to the wine game. So we became winos. So we hip to the wine game. So we probably single-handedly saved the wine industry. But that's okay. And we that's another topic for another day about drinking in the house by yourself. But... It, they were able to revolutionize because they weren't selling them to the restaurants in order to get more revenue. They started directly shipping the wine to people's houses. So he said the people that couldn't revolutionize, they couldn't get online, they couldn't find better ways to reach their customers are the ones that 
went away. And for the most part, these businesses probably were going to die over time. They just died a lot quicker. And it made, it resonated with me because he also said this, capitalism is violent, it's vicious, it's brutal. It's not for the faint of heart. And you know, what I got in long story short was in capitalism is not meant for everybody to make it. Everybody's not supposed to make it in capitalism. It just can't be. Everybody can't be a billionaire in capitalism, especially the way capitalism is set up today. It's not possible. And when I saw this and then I just so happened to listen to that podcast, it made me think like, man, he's absolutely right. And what do we do with billionaires? Because the more billionaires we have, the less millionaires we're going to have. No matter how you slice it or dice it, if most of the wealth is being... Because we're not necessarily creating this vast amount of wealth. It's just being... The wealth is really just being redistributed. And so we're getting all the wealth redistributed to these people at the top. And so in this article that I saw, they were talking to Bill Gates. And they said, you know, Bill Gates... And this was in MSNBC. And Bill Gates said this. This is a quoted headline. It says, for the first time in my life, people are saying, okay, should you have billionaires? And I think it's a a valid question to ask. And we've heard people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. We've heard people mention this several times. But I don't think anybody really sat down to think about, okay, what does this mean? So in this article, Lacey O'Toole of CNBC says, in America, capitalism generates a lot of wealth, but it's landing in very few hands. So it's only really going to these top people. So it's like people like Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett. And they're saying that collectively they have more wealth than 160 million poorest Americans, according to 2017. So the Institute of uh, Policy Studies reports. And a lot of people are getting tired of it. And it's funny because I think that a lot of people have a very skewed perception of what socialism is. So they think that socialism means that everybody is going to have the same amount of money. And that's not what it is, you know, because I know that some people, their fear is that I don't want to be working hard and then this next person is not working and then they getting the same amount I'm getting and I can't make more than them and they just lazy and that's not how this works at all. So if you're just lazy and you don't want to work, you're not going to accumulate more money. That's just how this, this is just how it is. And I think that we also have to look at the way that we tax because the people that really get taxed in this country are the people at the bottom. You're also more likely to be audited if you're at the bottom. So it's a lot of of things that kind of benefit the people at the top. And like I said, the more billionaires you have, the less millionaires you can have because the money is being hoarded by these very few selected people. I think we do need to look at the way that capitalism works. Do I think we need to go and take people's money out of their hands no but I do think we need to open up the lane to allow more people to be able to accumulate wealth I do because what happens is this so in capitalism if you make it and you have a product that people buy which is typically from a white male because white men can walk in any room in any boardroom in any company and people will listen to them period This is just how it works in America and pretty much every country, not even just America, in every country. 
And so when you walk in the room, people give you this money, they give you an, a chance, an opportunity, which a lot of minorities and women don't get the opportunity to be in the room. Shout out to Hamilton, by the way. The room where it happened, you don't get an opportunity, you can't make money. You can't get your idea out there. So what happens is they get this idea, they create this business, and then they have all this wealth, so then they cre create other businesses. And then other businesses, and then other businesses, and then other businesses, and then they kill the small business. So it, to me, I think it's crazy that sometimes you hear the smaller business owners saying, well, I, you know, I don't know if I want, I think they should be able to have, I was like, because those people at the top are the same people that's killing your business. Because if you succeed, you take away from their wealth. They don't want that. So it, it's a very fine line. No, you shouldn't pay for somebody to sit on their ass, but at the same time, you gotta realize that somebody is at play to make sure that your small business stays a small business so that they can stay a large business. In capitalism, your small business can't succeed if you're in a direct competitor of somebody that's already big because a lot of the times you see these big businesses, the way that they innovate, it's not by the best people. It's not by the smartest people. They innovate through buying and accumulating and acquiring smaller businesses. This is why mergers and acquisitions happen all day long because this is how they accumulate wealth. They accumulate more workers, they accumulate better ideas, they accumulate products, and they have the money to eat up all the little guys. So they give you a little tip here, a little tip there, a little tip here, and then they become billionaires off of your idea, paying you a fraction of what it would cost. So I think we, we do need to look at that. That because we only really in this country have given, because if you look at the wealthiest people in this country, they all look the same. Not like physically look the same, because Jeff Bezos don't look like Bill Gates. You get what I'm saying. But they have they have something in common. If you were going to say, okay, what is, you have five things in this room, what do they all have in common? You will be able to name at least two things that are in common about all of these people that are at the top. They are male and they are white. And that is made by design. I'm not saying that what Jeff Bezos did wasn't fucking amazing. He took something out of his garage. He got some money from his in-laws to help him build Amazon, which was selling books because he sold books at first. He took that and revolutionized it and made it into the Amazon today that we all know and love. We can't live without it. We priming. I'm, I'm priming right now. As I'm doing this, I'm priming. Amazon Prime. It's he did something amazing but at the same time he also does that where there's acquisitions that happen and amazon doesn't pay any fucking taxes they pay their employees very little and they don't really pay very much taxes if any at all so and he's not really a philanthropist he doesn't really give a lot of money like a lot of the other ones like bill gates i will say this bill gates and warren buffett they will give Okay, but they're not going to give you all of their money. No, 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 no. They're going to give you a little bit to get a tax break and, and call it a day. But they do give their money. Jeff Bezos, one of the reasons why he is so wealthy is because he doesn't do that. Like, he, he's really, I can think the definition of when you think of hoarding wealth, I, I think it's him. I think if you look in the di dictionary now, I'm pretty sure it's probably a picture of him. I'm sure it's it's the Amazon symbol. And mind you, I got Amazon Fire. I got Amazon Prime. 
I have Amazon movies. Like I, I, I love Amazon, and I can appreciate and I can respect what Jeff Bezos was able to fucking do. Period. Pooh, I can appreciate that. But I think we also need to look at the fact that now he can monopolize any courier company he fucking chooses to because he has enough money to do so. Is that what we want? Where only a few people have access to it because a lot of people are not going to be able to do that. Just period. A lot of people are not going to be able to get up further because he, he owned that now. Delivery services, basically Amazon. You see them Amazon blue trucks driving like shit crazy. I don't know what it is. I think they must like check like, oh, will you use your brakes? No. Perfect. You're hired. Like, I think that's how they hire their drivers. But nonetheless, I you only see those trucks. You see an Amazon Prime truck rolling anywhere in America. You will see that rolling up and down the street. He got this on lock. And in the next couple of years, it will only be Amazon. I, I guarantee it. If we keep down this path, it's just going to be Amazon, going to be the United States Postal System. Amazon going to be UPS. Amazon going to be FedEx. Like all of that's going to be Amazon. Like Amazon is just on. It's going to take over. We're going to be the United States of Amazon in a minute. We just are. And I think we do need to reevaluate. I think Bill Gates is right. I'm not saying that we want to take away from them, but I think not to look at it, because a lot of people look at it from the standpoint of taking away. I don't think it's taking away from them because they are never going to be able to spend that money in their fucking lifetimes or their children's lifetime. I think we need to look at not taking away from people, but giving people opportunities, giving those small businesses opportunities to really be able to sit in front of people that can help them to really flourish to, to take these small businesses from small businesses to mid-sized businesses and this is why i also wanted to talk about african-american black business owners because it kind of all goes full circle because now we know that we're in this very vicious society of capitalism and everybody's not going to make it and who do you think and when they looked at all the people that really lost their jobs in the pandemic a lot of them were african-americans and it's because a lot of african-americans tend to have jobs that are those lower level jobs that they will dispose of and they're either on the front lines or they have disposable jobs which is not good and this is why we need more black people to not necessarily quit their nine to five until they of course their business is stable but we need more black people to create businesses so that they can start to accumulate more of that security and i don't have somebody else dictating whether or not i keep my job because i am my boss like i don't have necessarily i mean well we all kind of have some type of boss but you get what i'm saying and they would have more control over their lives and more control over their wealth so I think more black people should learn how business works because a lot of people like Jeff Bezos and stuff, they get rich because they know the loopholes. They know, I like Jeff Bezos knows how to maneuver. Like the reason why he don't pay taxes is because he knows how to maneuver it. He just don't pay taxes just because he fucking don't pay taxes. Like there, he's there's loopholes that he's, you know, exposing that is causing this to happen same thing that we should learn not necessarily by the loophole but we should learn how to get the resources to make these businesses sustainable and i was listening to a radio show that comes on in the dmv and they were talking about 
and shout out to Joe Claremont show. That's what I was listening to. They were talking about black businesses and supporting black businesses. And we shouldn't just support black businesses based on revenge. Like somebody did something to us. Now we're going to go buy, you know, this Michelle's food syrup instead of Aunt Jemima. Like you should have been buying it anyway. Um, not just because somebody pissed you off. But we we need to do a better job of really expanding. Because the reason why like you'll have people that hoard wealth is because now they can control the industry and when we they were mentioning all the different black businesses they support one of the things that i noticed is that we have some glaring issues we talk about fixing the black community yes we need to focus on things like criminal justice reform yes yes we need to work on the policing system yes but one of the biggest ways to make that those processes 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 move faster is by power and wealth and the way to do that is we gotta fix the wealth gap it's and fixing the wealth gap is almost fucking impossible i'm not gonna lie to you not gonna sugarcoat it it's fucking damn near impossible but we can try and so in order to do that we need more black people to understand how capitalism works if you work a nine to five job for the rest of your life or tell for 30 years or so you will never accumulate enough money to truly be wealthy you will accumulate enough money to be able to potentially and i say potentially because a lot of us don't have enough potentially retire we've got to learn how to move beyond that we need to be able to move beyond that the only way you're going to do that in a capitalist society is through enterprise and if we're going to enterprise we're going to have to own more than the five business types of businesses that they named because when i started thinking about it i was like shit they're right there's not i mean that that wasn't the point of it they were saying just buy these companies but when i started thinking about how little black how many little black grocery stores there were because they were talking about you know and i went into the store i brought it i was like but you brought it out of an establishment that probably is not black owned so do we need more grocery stores i think there's like 10 black owned grocery stores like nationwide like it might be more than that I'm, i'm exaggerating but there's not very many and then when you look at the distributors because a lot of times these companies especially the bigger ones they can buy in bulk so they have more power there and then two they have relationships with these companies a lot of new business owners and black businesses don't have relationships with these distributors so we need to be able to have these relationships with distributors so one of the ways to do that is make sure that there's people in our community that are the distributors there are black farmers so if you own a restaurant you can buy directly from these black farmers but even there they have problems with certain laws and things restricting them and not helping those black farmers so we need to be able to support them too because i think we look at black business on the scale of this brick and mortar internet store that's what it is i'm buying all my products from these bigger companies that therefore can charge me whatever they want so they want to price gouge me now i gotta price gouge you in order to make a return as opposed to we now have maybe have some distributors that we have relationships with we can build these relationships and negotiate pricing that works better for these smaller black owned minority businesses we need to start looking past that so do we have more black owned grocery stores do we have a distributing company do we have a black business that creates textiles that you can buy to create your t-shirts or buy to create your jeans like where are you getting these items from like who are who are your distributors we need to be able to figure out 
who are the distributors for these companies and how can we get into the dis distribution of these items? I think those are the types of things that we have to start looking at when we talk about fixing the African-American community. Because whether you want to admit it or not, or you want to think about it, slavery has impacted African-American communities. And we still see the impacts of that today. Because although maybe your family, if you were a white person, maybe your family didn't own slaves because they weren't very wealthy themselves, but they did have the right to own shit, right? they had the right to own shit so if they floundered the money and didn't leave y'all great great grandpappy or grandmama no money that's on your goddamn family for being just shitty people okay but when it comes to black people we couldn't own anything for a very very long time and when we did start owning things, they had restrictions on where we could own or where we could live, which therefore dictated how much equity you got in your house. We got to start looking at, yes, we got a problem, Houston. Houston, there is a problem because we need to start looking at it. And I'm in a couple of black business groups. And one of the things that I noticed in these black business groups was that there's so much stuff we don't know and it's because we didn't we don't i think the biggest threats to the black community in my opinion is the lack of wealth and knowledge because when we don't have the knowledge we don't know what we don't know until we've already made the mistakes and we can't really afford to make a lot of mistakes because a lot of us black business owners don't have a lot of money to recoup from those said mistakes and so then we lose a lot of that enterprise. And when we see one of us, our business closed down, we like, oh, why would I get into business? Look what having a Johnny up the street. He lost his house. Blah, 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 blah. So it makes more fear. So we need to see more successful black businesses. So more black business owners will say, yes, I can do this. We've seen more black women apply for EINs and businesses in the last four or five years than any other group. And I think it also has something to do with black women are the most educated of any other group. But it also brings about the downside to that. Black women are the most educated, but we also carry the most debt. And it's built by design because a lot of us parents didn't have money to send us to school. So we accumulated this debt because they told us this is the way you get out of debt. You go to school. And then we get to school and then it's like, oh, that bachelor's degree not enough. You got to go get a master's. Oh, the master's degree is okay. You know, it's all right. It's all right. It's cute. But you didn't ain't nothing about it. Like, you got to get this doctorate. So then we accumulate all this wealth and then we go to work and realize that you don't make enough money at work and they don't give you the opportunities to move up. So now we create our own lane. The only, like, I'm not saying the only way to become successful is by creating a business. I'm not saying that because you can work your way up. But in a lot of companies, it's very limited who can move up and when you can move up. So another option is creating your own lane. And in order for us to make sure that our businesses are successful and they're not just EINs and pretty websites, because like I made every mistake in the fucking book. When I created my first LLC, I create I made every mistake I did what a lot of people were doing in the black business groups on, on social media they didn't want to take the time to do it they just thought a business is a logo uh, a business is a website and a business is a tagline no a business is more than that it's more than that 
So I paid a company that charged me way too much money in order to get this LLC formed. And one of the things what I would say, even if you don't, if you, even if you pay somebody, because people pay for convenience, you know, and I struggle with that too with business. I didn't want to sell somebody something that they can do themselves, but people pay for convenience. What the fuck they pay for? And I, when I first started out because I didn't know right and I paid this company all this money to do stuff and this is why I say even if you don't do it for yourself make sure you go out and find out how the process works what do you need to do how do you need to do it because that's the only way you will know if you're getting scammed or people are getting over on you if you don't know the process you're just gonna go with it because you don't know like somebody they charged me $50 for fucking EIN that shit is free. They, they, I ended up not having to pay for it because they didn't. Something happened where they didn't do it right, or they didn't do it, or I no, I had already applied for one. That's what it was. And then when I told them, well, I already applied for one, then they refunded my money, but they were charging me fifty dollars for something you could do for free. And no one, they're not gonna tell you that because they want to get your money. And when you see companies that do this. It kind of makes me cringe a little bit because if you're saying I'm too busy to create an LLC, you're too busy to run a business. Like you're going to waste your money and there's no point of wasting your money because what these companies don't do is teach you about what kind of insurance, what, what that insurance do. You got the right insurance, you got the right amount of insurance, you got the right coverage. You got, how about that coverage? You might have a website, but do you got the coverage? Huh? What, what does that coverage do? How you apply in, for these taxes? Are you filing your taxes? Are you filing your taxes right? Do you know what kind of tax breaks are out there? Do you know you can get money, a tax break for marketing? Like, do you know this? Do you know how to file them taxes? Are you filing your taxes? Right? Do you, are you, do you have the right business entity? Do you know the differences between the three primary business entities? Do you know what a proprietor, a sole proprietorship is? Do you know what a partnership is? Do you know what a corporation is? Do you know the differences between the, the three of them? Do you know which one you need? All of these things are things that they keep from us. We are not told this. And, and it's not, I guess not necessarily keep from us. They're not going to volunteer this information. Nobody's really volunteering this information. So we need to understand what in fact these things mean and we need to go out and get the information and we need to be able to have resources to share this information with each other without gouging each other with having this information because that's really the biggest difference between i think the success of white businesses and black businesses a lot of white businesses have the knowledge because they have people they can go and ask they've seen this in their family people in their family have owned business they've owned stuff and a lot of times black people we don't have that so we're figuring it out on our own and instead of helping other people because there's this threat that if i help them they're going to take from me we got to get rid of that because in order for us to really succeed as a community we have to be able to give that amount of knowledge to other people because it all goes back full circle like i said if you own a syrup company and you got yourself not i'm just picking her because it's on my mind i actually want to try the syrup today but not saying she did this or anything i just the syrup is on my mind but let's say you own okay i fuck it i'll say something else let's say you own a hair product right you own a beauty product and you figured it out like you you got your llc you got your insurances you got your attorney you got your accountant like you you got your stuff together and you you go and you try to get your product in stores and you cannot 
no you know walmart ain't talking to you target ain't talking to you you just can't get your stuff in stores but you see that there's this black owned business this people want to get this this beauty supply store this beauty shop store off the ground but they don't have their shit together wouldn't it help you to be able to have that direct relationship with somebody that kind of looks like you somebody that's going through what you're going through to be able to help them to get your shit on their store shelf or even the other way around. Let's say you're a beauty supply store. You got your shit together. You see it's these people out here that sell these bomb ass products. But they can't get their shit together. Wouldn't it behoove you. Shout out to Darren Fleet. To go help them. So that you can have exclusive products on your shelf. It just. It, it goes full circle. If you can get the community running. Trust me. Things will get better. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be brief about this because I kind of talked about it last week. I'm gonna be very brief. So I want to talk about WAP and why men don't like WAP. I mean, well, men like WAP. They just don't like the song WAP. Let me let me rephrase. And it, it was very apparent. CeeLo then came out. We talked about CeeLo on Millennials Anonymous year like last year sometime because he came out against. I want to say it was fucking Meg Thee Stallion or Cardi B last year about how much he disliked female rap or whatever. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to take no advice from somebody that raps himself in a gold suit walking around looking like a Godiva egg. You know, talking about his his one of his biggest hits is named Fuck You. Like, I'm sorry, CeeLo. No. No. And here's the thing I think a lot of men disliked WAP because of what WAP does when you think about what they were able to do female rappers were able to take back and own their sexuality so if I own my sexuality you cannot use that against me for years men have used women in rap videos as props go back and look at any 90s hardcore rap video any luke video like luke is a damn phenom based off of his music and all of his music is misogynistic all of it is based on sex and women all of it is very graphic we not new to this we true to this and just like i said on brunching we are the ones that dictate what is what we consume so if you don't consume it they won't make it but we're the ones that support it we go out and buy it when there were people that were out that were positive and they were just positive artists we had something to say because even with lauren hill and next week we're going to talk about trauma parents and trauma with black children so we're going to talk about that next week but when you look at what people were able to or what women were able to do back then people gave lauren hill a hard time for the social movement that we are uh, you know accrediting today so she had problems anyway so i'm like listen we we had the people out there we didn't support them none of the people that really made this positive music are around today we did not spend our money on them the people that went platinum were the people that gave you this graphic raunchy raw real music that we consumed because if we would have only supported the very positive artists there would be no cardi b there would be no Nicki minaj because there we wouldn't have supported what kim was doing and i don't really give a damn because i like kim i like Nicki, i like cardi i think women should be able to rap about if men can rap about it 
if men can rap about my sexual organ, why can't I? I don't understand that. And this is not new. Like when you go back and look at some of the music that came out back in the day, we they were talking about this back in the day. Really, seriously, they were talking about this way back when in like the 50s and in the 60s. This is not new. You know, they had the big long sliding thing by Dina Washington back then. She had a whole song about the big long sliding thing. We listened to it then. A lot of that blue bull, you know, like blues music was that. Bull mute mu, bull moose Jackson had my big 10 inch from 1952. So we're not gonna sit here and pretend like this is new. It's not like I said, we not new to this, we true to this. This 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 not new. This this is not new. I think it's just very men don't like it when it's very aggressive. Now I've owned this. Do I think women should be all like boiled down to their sexual organs? No, I don't believe that. But I think that women should be able to own them. If you can talk about them, you can put them on porn. Porn is a billion dollar industry. So all the men out there that are telling me that this is this is wrong and somebody's watching it. Pornhub ain't one of the richest companies around because nobody's watching it. Somebody's watching it. Somebody's consuming this content. Then people keep uploading the content. Stop lying to yourselves. They, yes, there's problems in in having these types of lyrics being heard by teenagers or young girls. If you don't raise your children to understand what they're listening to and why it's good to be you know, respectful or protect yourself if you are going to be out there in these streets. If you don't explain it to your children, it could be problematic, but it's still on the flip side. I've seen preachers' children that went out and became hoes. Grew up in the church. Went to church every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday. They was back there on Saturday morning, and they was in church on Sunday. They became the biggest hoes. Decided it's some hoes in this house. They became the biggest hoes. It's not about. It, it's not about the levels of what you're exposed to, what you're not. Like no music artist is going to take your children and make them into these hoes in this house. Especially if you have an open relationship and dialogue with your children, because typically when that happens, there's something further at play. Usually a self-esteem issue, maybe some childhood trauma that happened. Something else is an underlying condition. WAP ain't going to turn your daughter into a, a whole hole in this house. You you ain't going to be turned into the, the Jezebel because you listen to Cardi B. If it's happening, there's something else that you need to sit down and talk to your children about. Period. And if you are a man and this threatens you, I think you need to take some time to figure out why. Especially if you've listened to any other rap music back in the 90s, back in the two early 2000s. You need to find out why does this bother you, but that doesn't. And I think it will become very clear to you why that is. Just saying. Alright, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you for another episode of Millennials Anonymous. Uh, We will be back again next week. We're going to have a guest on. He is an author. He wrote a book. He actually has a very interesting life. He has lived 
a life like he's he's been adopted and he grew up biracial so I'm, I'm actually curious to talk to him about like this whole Kamala Harris thing and how he identifies with also being like a biracial child and, and how growing up this was a big issue for him and it's James LeBlanc so we're going to be reaching out to him and well not reaching out to him he's going to actually be interviewed by me and we're going to talk about his book so that's going to be interesting we're also going to have the following week we're going to be talking to the host of the up and coming brand new hot thing podcast rudy strong from the geek set podcast when i tell you he has talked to every big name youtuber big name social media influencer he has and he himself is going to be the next big thing so i'm happy i get to interview him before he blow he blow up but boom i get to interview him before he blows up so he's like hey remember me remember when i interviewed you that time remember me you remember me i know you do i know you mm-hmm, i know you remember me so I, that's why i say i'm glad I get to interview him before he blows up like kaboom and then we're actually going to be talking to somebody else we are going to be having I can't say it yet because it's not it's confirmed but it's not signed okay so once one other thing happens I am going to give you this name and when I tell you this is a big one this is a big, this is a big fish. This is going to be a really good interview. You are going to like this interview. You are going to get your life from this interview. Cause you know me talking about business. I can talk about business, right? But when I tell you this person has done the unthinkable, this person has done the impossible. This person is legendary because of the things he has been able to accomplish. Keep your ear to the street. I'm just saying, we about to get some knowledge. When I tell you, I'm trying to give y'all knowledge because when I talk about business, I don't just want to be sitting here ranting. I want to give you knowledge. So that's why, you know, shout out to RJ White. Make sure you follow her on social media. She is a woman to watch. You make sure you go out and you support her team. You support her efforts. You support what she's doing. She is dope as hell. And Libra gang, by the way. Shout out to her. She's the Libra gang. Libras, we some dope ass people. Get you a Libra. Okay, listen to me. Come in, 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 come in. Get you a Libra. When I tell you we loyal as fuck, we're loyal as fuck, and we are ambitious as fuck. All right? So you get you a Libra. You get you a Libra friend in your life. And I don't give a damn where you get them from. Get them off the street. Like, hey, you a Libra. Come in, come in, come on. You my friend now. Like, you just, you strong arm them over there with you. All right? Get you a Libra. Okay, we're very passionate though. I will say that. You know, we, we, we got some issues. You know, we, we, we're very passionate. But get you a Libra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get you one, get you one. So we're going to give you some knowledge now. I've given you my opinions on these things. Now millennials is going to start to shift. Now I'm going to start giving you the knowledge. I'm going to start bringing you the experts so we can give you the knowledge you need in order to move forth. Okay, so keep listening. Keep your ear to the streets. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you tune into the next best podcast competition uh we aired the episode on sunday but we will have the finale in two weeks so make sure you tune in for that it's going to be live thank you so much bye who's next best podcast and our competitors are on and off the hell with Durf and Dylan. It's another episode of Sad Cloud, y'all. You know what to do.
This is Erica and Gator back again for another dope discussion. Make sure you're locked and loaded and subscribe to Maps Media so you can see who the next best podcast will be. Also, join in so that you can vote. Voting starts on July 26th. Be there and select your favorites. It's going to be fun. So make sure you also subscribe to Millennials Anonymous on Facebook and Instagram so you can vote there as well. And to www.millennials.us.